Welcome to our 303 Radio Kona wrap-up. We wanted to, uh, Bill and I are here. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Well, it's super good. After <laughs> Super good. Staying in the airport all night. And <laughs> the, uh, the silver lining being that we get to spend the night in the Fairmont Hotel. That was yeah. pretty cool. So the, the story here is, we're, we're, what we're going to do here with you is uh, we're going to share some of our Kona Day uh, interviews. Uh, three interviews that we have with pros at the finish line plus the pro panels both the men's and the women's but before we do we're going to catch you up real quick so it's now it's now monday it's monday yeah uh we uh we took yesterday's kind of a downtime day get our kind of updates out there on 303 and um now we are uh we tried to go to the airport last we should night be in denver we should be in denver right now but what are we we're not. soft selling this we, shit for we should have been in denver <laughs> <laughs> So are you we, kidding me? We got we spent stuck. all night in an airport. <laughs> we are we were on an eight o'clock flight last night that got canceled at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, maybe three o'clock in the morning. We we ended up with vouchers for a hotel and uh, and we ended up having to stay overnight because we had a mechanical on our airplane. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, cluster for sure. But you know, listen, um, it's all good. We're we're here in Kona still. Recording the show. This is not at bad. sunset in Hawaii. Yeah, it's, at a four-star, five-star, whatever resort. <laughs> We're fine. It's good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so now, two days, uh, two days ago, Saturday was an absolute whirlwind. Incredible, incredible day. Um, lots of friends from Colorado that were uh, racing. Fifty-two athletes from Colorado in total, and uh, we got to take pictures of them all day and. That was so, awesome. It was fun to tell the story. So let's 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 just give it the do it needs. Let's do it. There was three people from Colorado that are now the top ten in the world at Ironman Distance Triathlon. Tim O'Donnell. Yep. Ben Hoffman. Yep. And Chris Lieferman. Yep. From Colorado. That's pretty. That says a lot. It's pretty incredible. And and and. You know, Tim, I'm not sure how, Tim, how long Tim's lived in Colorado, but he does claim Colorado is his home. Ben sure. is a native of Colorado, yep. and Chris has lived here quite a while. He's from Minnesota, but, I mean, these are legitimate Colorado people. This isn't yep. just somebody well, the, with... Yeah, the two Americans of the top five men yeah. were from Colorado. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean really? That's, That's awesome. Pretty good. Anyway, absolute honor to uh, witness all of our Colorado athletes Cross the finish line, pro and age grouper alike. Yep. Uh, we were out there until the very last age grouper from Colorado crossed the line, and uh, we got lots of shots of that. that was I think good. our, I think the, we uh, the Sasa and uh, and Andrea, they they, we filmed them coming across the line together. Yeah, yeah. And they ran that race together, as far as I could tell, and yep. they crossed the line together. And right. And that was great. And they were on the plane last night that didn't take off. It's like the, it's like the Poseidon, not the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> the the um, what's the name of that Bermuda Triangle? It's like the plane that didn't take off. <laughs> lost. That's lost. So we're all here at the Fairmont, as it turns out. In an alternate universe, we are actually back home. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we uh, wanted to set this up for the uh, the interviews that we have here. We're going to just uh, play out for you, like I said. 
the uh, interviews with uh, Jan Ferdino, um, with uh, Tim O'Donnell, and with um, Andy Potts. Now you did these interviews. What? Give us a little bit of a teaser. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the the first first one was uh, Jan Ferdino, and you know when I when I talked to him about not racing here the past two years and what what today or what that day was like to come back here and win. You know, I, I asked him if there was, you know, kind of, you know, it felt like redemption and it, it, he doesn't feel like he has anything to prove, uh, as you'll hear in the interview coming up here. Uh, he really, he seemed to judge, and you'll hear it, he seems to judge his success and how successful the day was, not by the world record being broken, but by how he performed, how he felt throughout the day. Yeah. I think that's what, was, what success was for him. I would say Tim would say the same thing. I, I, yep, you're probably right. Well, Tim had a great day. He had a great day. And, and I get the feeling he's not disappointed at all that he didn't win because he had the best day he's ever had. And Ferdino just had a better day. Yep. And I mean, it, would he like to want to, obviously, yes. But he had a good day. It wasn't like he tripped up or... Well, to go sub eight at the age of 39, that's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty phenomenal. Pretty cool. And, you know, he's, he's a dad. He's a, you know, he's got, he's got, a, he's got a lot of this stuff going on. That... Kudos to you, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. I'm like round in the corner and there's, there you are with Jan Fredino, who had just got off the podium at Ironman World Championship. And there's like 20 guys going, who are you? Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm with Triathlete Magazine, I'm with ESPN, I'm with NBC, and there's this punk with 303 staring in my way. No, the, 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 t the topper on all it was that awesome. was the hat, the Gilligan, yeah, your my Gilligan 303 Gilligan hat. hat that I wear. We have got to get a new sponsor next year. we got to get a hat sponsor that gives us something cool to wear. I'll tell you what, no, that hat stands out. It they, does. They, they saw me on the course, Jan saw me on the course. Andy saw me on the course, and Tim saw me on the course with that, with that crazy 303 hat. Were you wearing that all day? And then I wore it at the finish line, and I know that they're like, oh, that's that same dude. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, let's brand it next year. Let's put a logo on it or something. It's got the 303 logo on it. The hat does? It does. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a squad locker. All right. All right, people, go to squad locker. You can get that hat. Okay. All right, let's get into those. Uh, so, again, interviews. Uh, Jan Fredino, uh, Andy Potts, and Tim O'Donnell coming up right now. Plus, we're going to just put in right behind them the, mo the uh, pro male panel and the pro female panel. Here we go. Congratulations, Jan. Thank you. Hey, can I get a quick word with you? Yeah, sure. So, you just broke the course record. I mean, what's going through your mind right now? I'm just happy to win, honestly. I, don't give a, I, I couldn't care less about the record. It's just... I think uh, I've been professional or trying to be professional for about 18 years and maybe this is the day I've been, uh, I've been hoping for. I've, uh, I've never felt good in this race and today was the day and uh, couldn't ask for any more. Does it feel like redemption after two years ago? Um, I don't know if I can say that in my career I need redemption. Um, without being arrogant, I don't feel like I've got much to prove. I do it for the love of the sport and uh, it's, it's beautiful to get rewarded like this. Congratulations on your win. Thank Wonderful. you. Awesome. Hey, Tio! Tio, congratulations to all the folks in Colorado who are really excited about all today. Right. Everybody in the U.S., congratulations on your podium today. Yeah, thank you all, uh, all my fellow uh, Colorado friends. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, all the guys at Colorado Multisport and 
Rally uh, in Boulder. Such a great support team back home. Thank you all. Well, after uh, a third place uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago, here you're back with a second place. How does that feel? And, and at your age? Yeah, uh, to go under eight hours at 39, um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, let, let's, let's, let's note the eight out, sub eight hours. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a dream of mine for a long time, and I can't believe I just did it. All right. Congratulations. Thanks. Cheers. Andy. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing okay. Not too bad. All legit all day? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I think Colorado is well represented. Tim did fantastic. Ben did awesome. I was representing the old people, so I'm pretty, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Not satisfied, but happy. Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, like, I mean, how do you, how's your body feel? Yeah, it feels all right. I, uh, yeah, I was pretty strong and, um, Pretty strong in the right spots, so. Yeah. Congratulations. Glad to see you represent Colorado and the U.S. You know it. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. How are you doing? All right. Take it easy, buddy. Vega Ironman World Championship Pro Men's Press Conference right now. And if you wouldn't mind just giving them a big round of applause in fifth place today, Cameron Worth. Fourth place, Ben Hoffman. Sebastian Kinley, Tim O'Donnell, and your three-time Vega Ironman World Champion, Mr. Jan Fredino. Well, as we went into uh, today's race, there was many stories to tell, but there was a big uh, buzz around the, uh, around the room about who is going to be the first three-time German champion. Would it be Patrick Lunger? Would it be... Jan Fredino. Unfortunately, Patrick Lunger was out of the race at about 38 to 41 miles into the course when he was uh, just about to approach that Kauai High area. Unfortunately, we lost our two-time defending champion. But then Jan Fredino was at the front of the race with uh, his company right up there in the front. It was uh, a very good pace at this time, but we were seeing the race unfold like no other. We were expecting Cam Worth, Lionel Sanders, Sebastian Kinley, Boris Stein to come through the, uh, the course here and take the reins at the front of the course, but it was Jan Fredino at 90 miles who put an acceleration on Tim O'Donnell. He came into the transition area and ran away with the race for his third Ironman World Championship crown. Ladies and gentlemen, would you give it up for Mr. Jan Fredino? Tim O'Donnell, on the other hand, hadn't had such a year that he was uh, hoping for. He was a little bit injured. It was only his third race of the year, coming in with only a couple of weeks running on the road. He was running on an Alter G, running on a treadmill before being able to run on the road and coming into this race very underdone on the run. But being as tough as he is, he did it for his wife, who had to pull out at the 111-mile mark, and then also for his daughter. Izzy. Give it up for Tim O'Donnell in an incredible second place. Five weeks ago at the Ironman 70.3 World Championship, this guy had the swim that he wants to forget. Today, he went out there and just executed a great race. I'm sorry, Sebi. I love you, man. You know that. He went to Maui, he put in a great training block. We knew he was in great running shape. He executed a fantastic bike today. 
he really accelerated toward the end of that. But in the first part of the run, we thought that Sebi was taking time out of everyone, and he was. He ended up coming in third place today, and we're so excited to see one of our ex-champions back on the podium. Give it up for Sebastian Kinley. You know, this time last year, we have to talk about history because, uh, you know, Jan Fredino's won the Ironman 70.3, he's won the Olympic Games, and he's won the Ironman. After the Ironman 70.3 race, he travelled back to Australia, got off the plane and was uh, complaining of a sore hip. It ended up being a torn sacrum and a stress fracture. He had to sit out last year, he came here to watch the race and he said it was the worst day of his life. Absolutely, I concur. I've seen it before, Jan, and it is one of those days, but I bet you learned something. Because I know something about Jan Fredino, and he is tough as nails. And he has this hashtag, and it says, because I can. I'm going to ask him about that a little bit later on. But uh, anyway, this also happened to Ben Hoffman, and where I'm leading to is that Ben and Jan um, shared the same injury this time last year. Torn sacrum, stress fracture, out for the day, but he came back even stronger this year. This year was a life-changing experience. He had his daughter this year, it was absolutely incredible. Came with a beautiful, beautiful mental attitude and executed the perfect run today. Give it up, fourth place, second American, Ben Hoffman. When you think about Ironman, you, you know it's the most gruelling one-day endurance sporting event in the world. This guy in fifth place today, you have to talk about overall athleticism. He went to the Olympic Games as a rower. He was a world champion junior rower. He was a professional cyclist and now a professional triathlete. This guy's never short of a few words on social media, right Cam? <laughs> <laughs> but today, after only three weeks after setting a 7.45 in his best marathon ever at 2.45, come out here and got fifth place. He's been working toward the podium for a long time and you must admit that today, given the, the, the very short period of time as a professional triathlete, this was a great day for Cam Worth. In fifth place from Australia, Cameron Worth. You know what, we couldn't have scripted it any better today. The men's race, we knew going in it was going to be an, a sensational day. And on Facebook Watch, we had the most amount of people watching in today. It's going to be incredible when we get the numbers. We will let you know. But today, I have to hand the floor right now to Mr. Jan Fredino to explain his day. Jan, would you just go uh, chronologically through your day, please? So I got up at 3.45 and then... <laughs> um, what did you eat? <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it was a it was a, a really um, a, a really weird day because um, for some strange reason um, I got up and um, I turned off my alarm and then I went on to by accident, literally by accident, I went on to Twitter. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And and this is a guy, Pete Jacobs. Um, I have a lot of rants with him. He's all about eating meat and only meat. And um, being a vegetarian, I'm like, that's fine for you, just don't say it's the best thing in the world. But anyways, after a long time, he put out something for those of you in Kona. Um, let me try and get it together. Um, be strong, be present, 
be grateful and be confident. And I read this line, and it's the weirdest thing because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even a Twitter fan. And I got onto this by accident, and this guy happened to be there, and I was expecting some meat rant. And those four things stuck with me for the whole day and calmed me down a lot, actually, before the race because, of course, I mean, it's nervous and anxious, and you go around, and um, people want a selfie, and you don't want to do selfies. And it's, it's just it's pre-race nerves, you know? It's still still the same after that many years in the business. And, um, you know, going to the swim, Josh had made the call, he wants to break the course record, and of course you never know what's tactical and what's not, but it turned out that I always start on the left and those guys always start on the right, and we ended up meeting pretty quickly, and um, I felt really good in the swim, and sort of had made uh, the pact with myself to whatever I do, not lead any group, um, whether I get spat out of the first one, because I think if they were going for a swim course record, I, I wouldn't have been up for that. Um, and um, I was quite happy sitting on, eventually, Josh's feet. Um, and yeah, felt, felt really, really good going into it and, and was very surprised to, to have such a small group coming out of the, out of the water. And then the first thing um, I saw at the first turnaround was that Patrick was also in the group. And considering how small the group was, I instantly thought, I think he may have cooked himself. Um, it was just one of those ideas that, um, you know, of course, uh, I did have him very high on my list for the, for the race. Um, and, um, yeah, then the bike ride turned out to be, I mean, can you believe it? Alistair Brownlee, wherever he goes, he always gets the weather. I mean, it's bloody Hawaii, and it starts raining. And I put it down to this guy, because he <laughs> loves rainy, rainy races. And I'm sure that Olympic distance racing is entirely on rainy locations. I mean, it rained in Abu Dhabi. I'm pretty sure it's this guy. <laughs> he just loves the wet. And so it rained here, and I couldn't ha help have a little smirk um, um, about the whole conditions and, and everything. But um, yeah, slowly but surely, we, uh, we, we formed a group, and, and uh, T.O. and Alistair and Josh was in there in the beginning, and um, Maurice Clavel, um, your old training partner, I think. Um, <laughs> And um, we actually almost, Maurice and I almost had a little crash where he got taken over um, by, he got a wind gust and, and, and rode straight into my bike as I was sort of overtaking him. Um, anyways, um, what, what else? Yeah, yeah, you took the lead. You took the lead going down Harvey. Um, Tio took the lead and... Um, Eventually, I saw that Alistair had had a flat, and um, I, I thought that he was riding tubular tires so that he could probably just put a CO2 and, and, and fill it up. I'm still not quite sure what happened, but um, for sure he wasn't a happy guy when he came back. And that, for the first time, led me to believe that maybe he's not just pokering um, and, and, and waiting for the marathon. So just before the airport, I, um, I took my chance. I was, I was feeling really, really good on the bike and just... The good thing about the highway here is that you can just put your head down and have that white line on the side and, and really, yeah, unless the motorbike in front of you crashes, there's, there's not too much you can hit. Um, and um, managed to get a little lead into, into T2. Um, took my time at the transition just to try and cool down and, and, and get every, everything right, not make any mistakes, and um, headed out along 
Alihi feeling really good. Probably starting off a little bit, a little bit too quick, but um, still feeling yeah within myself. And then it was um, Thomas Hellriegel, a guy who won here in uh, 97? 97. 97. And he's like, you need a 244 for the record. And I was like, oh, really? And he said this at like 12K. And I was just content where I was, happily ticking along. And this guy has to throw this at my feet because I, I, I had no idea. I'm short-sighted, so I had, didn't have the remotest clue what the clock was saying on the car. And... Um, yeah, from then it's sort of, you know, it's the, the mixture of, of being, um, yeah, of being anxious to try and set a, set a mark like that. Um, and at the same time, I really did have moments of gratitude where I was in this race and realized that last year I was standing here and how much, how much it just sucked to be on the, on the, on the sideline. And, um, it was really, really unique because I think in my 18 years of of being a pro, I think this is the day. This this was the day I've been I've been looking for. I've, I felt good in the marathon all the way, really, and um, that that just doesn't happen in Ironman. And I think that's uh, yeah, that was uh, a crazy experience going through the Energy Lab. I actually haven't run the new course, so it was kind of um, yeah. Uh, a little bit new, but then again, it's 42K. And um, yeah, towards the tail end, still feeling strong. I mean, of course, the fatigue sets in and it's it's a hard day, but um, yeah, I was uh, just super, super stoked to uh, to meet all my friends and family in the Finnish area and just, uh, yeah, celebrate a win together. Well done to Jan. Um, Jan also, um his splits today were uh, 47.31 in the swimmer, uh, 16.03 on the bike, and a 2.42.43 on the run today. His total time, 7.51.13, was good enough for a world championship record. I just want to make uh, one more comment that uh, his lovely wife was inducted into the Australian Sports Hall of Fame on Thursday night and made it back last night for the start of the race. So congratulations to you, Jan. On the wife? Or going to go over to uh, Tim O'Donnell right now because, um, you know, Tim, second place today, absolutely incredible, the best uh, result that you've had, but it was, a, it was a really big year for you. You had to face uh, adversity many, many times, qualifying at Ironman Bowl with third place up there and then getting to the World Championship with limited amounts of training on the run course. Um, just uh, explain about your preparation going into this race and how stoked you are for your silver medal today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hold this. <laughs> Don't <laughs> break it. Still got strength. Too much. My nickname for Rini is the uh, rhinoceros. Um, but, yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely a tough year. I crashed my bike in Noosa um, in March, and then that kind of just set me back. But then uh, a few weeks ago, um, I had broken my foot last year. I know I'm, I sound like a hot mess, but... Um, uh, it turns out it healed kind of weird. It, it was uh, kind of healed with scar tissue instead of um, like calcifying. So uh, a few weeks ago, I rolled my ankle and basically rebroke it. So uh, it was a lot of Alter-G running and um, uh, aqua jogging. And uh, I just kept remembering. I think it was the year Sebi won. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, Sebi <laughs> aqua jogged and he won this thing. So what? You know, might as well give it a shot. Uh, but I think it, it it was great. It took a lot of pressure off. Um, and what Jan was saying about when he missed last year, 
um, thinking I wasn't going to be able to race, it just kind of changed my perspective about um, how fortunate we are to be here, um, even though we don't want to qualify every year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome, and my uh, my family's here, which is great. My parents came in 2011. First year I raced and I DNF'd and they have not been back since. So <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't the result today. Uh, thanks, Tim. That's it. Wow. What else did you want me to say? Well, that's no, all good, mate. That's okay. no, cool. good. We'll have, uh, we'll have questions coming up later on, I'm sure. All right, let's go over to uh, Sebastian Kinley because, Sebastian, it's been a great return to racing for you. Um, you know, last year wasn't what you wanted, but today we're so happy to see you back on the podium. Uh, just give us a, a little synopsis of your race today. It was really interesting uh, to hear Jan's um, perspective of the race. Of course, mine was a little different. Um, I didn't have... So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have loved to share some of these moments with Jan and give him some company to enjoy the moment, but try next year again. Um, yeah, so I thought I had a pretty good swim start, um, despite the fact that I really hit full on one of the canoes at the start, uh, or surfers. Um, but it was a really good start, and but I had no clue during our whole swim in which group uh, we are. It could have been, like, I knew it's probably not the first group, <laughs> but I thought second group, third group, I don't know. Um, and then when we exit the water, first information was, Ken's right behind you. And I was like, yeah, that's not too bad. Second information was, Lionel's right behind you. And I'm like, oh, um, I thought we have a little, at least a little gap on this guy. But then I realized, oh, there's still some guys in the parking lot. Um, AKA transition area, so um, probably wasn't the fourth group or something like that. But um, then the next thing was four minutes 30 on the lead and I knew, okay, <laughs> that means also a lot of uh, white line watching um, for me on the bike. But um, it ended up actually being a lot of um, watch cams back um, riding on the bike because for some reason he really likes the front. Maybe it's because he was always bunched up in uh, his cycling career and therefore he needs some, enjoy some space around him. <laughs> so I try to like contribute um, uh, to our chase and that's two times. Jan got away. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought I'm doing pretty well, but to, according, to, according to my power numbers, it was, it was pretty good. And, um, but then, it wasn't quick enough for Cam, obviously, so he came, came back around. And then we got the information, um, 1 minute 50 on Jan, and so um, it already said that he got TO and, um, and Alistair. Um, I think that was like 30 seconds to Alistair. And then at the very end of the, of the ride, we caught up to Alistair, and I thought like, hmm, might be uh, maybe just a minute 10 or something to Jan, and then same thing again, running out on the run course, it's uh, 4.30. And I'm like, <sighs> what just happened? <laughs> um, we didn't park or something like that. I didn't have a flat tire. <laughs> um, so therefore, uh, I knew that's going to be 
pretty tough ask um, for the marathon, but I felt really, really good um, in the last couple of weeks running. So I had the confidence to um, at least give it a try. And I was on the handbrake, the whole Adrili drive, but probably still not enough because then I was really on the handbrake later. <laughs> and um, of course, then I realized, yeah, that's um, Sian's show again, but maybe second place. Um, because I think not a lot of people beside Jan had TO on the list because he was on the phone with Greg Bennett. And True story. True story. And he said he wouldn't bring his run shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you have to be very careful about a guy. <laughs> that's a classic Greg yeah. Bennett. <laughs> and um, so, but quickly again, um, the goals changed from maybe I can win this thing to maybe I can get second and then maybe I can finish. Um, because, yeah, um, Ben gave me a pretty, pretty hard time. I was struggling a lot and that's the worst place you are, you're in when uh, it's just more or less about fighting your own demons and trying to make it somehow to the finish line and you just want it to be over. And you, at this moment, you don't really care about the guy in front. But And then, like my support team, they always give me splits to, to TO. And then, at a the sudden, they start to give me splits to Ben. And I was like, OK, this is not a good sign. This is not a good sign. And But I'm really, uh, I mean, I sort of like hated him for 30 minutes. But now I really love him because um, First of all, I made it, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but second, it's it feels so much better if you have to fight for it, and um, so thanks, Ben. Thank you very much, Sebi. I mean, you can just see the Ohana happening up here. Everybody's uh, a friend, and uh, everybody respects each other uh, in racing. And I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, when uh, Ben was closing in on Sebi, Ben ran the second fastest run split today, only by 25 seconds behind Fredino. Fredino was in the 242s, Ben right in the 243s, and closing in fast on Sebi. Okay, so that's a perfect segue. Over to Ben Hoffman, the second American across the line today for fourth place. Ben, been a great year for you last year. Uh, wasn't the year that you wanted, then you came back so strong. I'm an African champion. You uh, just put that, you know, the stress fracture and everything behind you, the same in, um, you know, injury as Frodo. Came back. Great set of heels in Africa, and then everything just went strength to strength, and then the baby uh, came along in September. Absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to you and Kelsey. Explain today, because you were on form all week. You just looked great, you spoke well, and you just had an air of confidence about you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jan touched on this a little bit, but <clears throat> I also came out to, to watch the race, and to drink some drinks with Jan at the bar. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a difficult, difficult time. There's no question. And, uh, it stoked the fire, you know, to, to learn something and to learn a lesson or two from the injury and to come back here and come back here ready to do a big performance. Um, you know, like Sebi said, Jan stole the show. And I think we all have to acknowledge that was an absolutely insane world-class performance. I mean, to set the record on a day like that where the wind did actually play with us a little bit uh, was just mind-boggling. So um, absolute, you know, hats off to 
to all these guys, but especially Jan for setting the bar so high. Um, but yeah, I came out here with, uh, you know, just the mindset of gratitude, which has been touched on as well tonight. So um, I feel like my thunder keeps getting stolen by these guys. Um, I should have finished higher so I could talk sooner. Um, but yeah, you know, I just really was grateful. And all week long, I, you know, people kept asking me, are you ready, are you ready, are you ready? And I'm like, I'm right here right now, and I'm enjoying this week, and I'm not in a rush to get to race day. I feel prepared for it, but I'm not really like, you know, in a rush to get to Friday night or Saturday morning when it's Tuesday right now. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed the week and soaked it in and appreciated all of the community that's here, the people that invest in this industry and make it possible for us to make a living doing something we love. And uh, you know, I tried to carry that on the course. Um, it didn't really provide for me on the bike today. Um, you know, these guys shelled me for sure. And uh, I just tried to stay calm and patient and then wait for the marathon, which I, I really backed myself this year. I've been doing some great training and I believe in a lot, you know, the process that my coach and I have for the marathon. And I think I was finally able to put that on display here in Kona. And I think it should be an asset for me moving forward that I know I can run, you know, a solid marathon out here. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I guess as a final note too, you know, having a baby daughter, it changed, changed my entire mindset. I heard people say that and you just don't know until you do it. And, you know, I feel like my heart really just kind of doubled in size overnight and it's been really awesome. And uh, I guess looking at Jan to, you know, um, as, a, as a model for us, I think I need to have another one so that I can go <laughs> a little faster um, next year. So get the nanny with it though. It didn't work before the nanny. Yep. <laughs> Well, practice is always good, Ben. I didn't say that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to Cam Worth. Uh, Cam, um, it's been another incredible year for you, mate. Uh, three weeks ago, you went 7.45 with the 2.45. You reduced your marathon time by a lot. And coming into this race, you had to know that you had a good shot of winning this race. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I guess we had an interesting strategy uh, that was... Criticised, I guess, by most, and maybe now um, those people have, uh, can have their day. Um, but hey, I uh, I was beaten by you know better guys. I I um I had I certainly didn't have the swim I want, but the reality was I was with the same guys that I was with last year. I came out of the water with Sebi. Uh, you know, it was it was a very similar group. It was just a different dynamic with. You know, Jan being there and, and Josh and Alistair just pushing that pace, and I, I knew that could happen. It was just where that rubber band would snap, and I kind of hoped that I'd be on the right side of it, and uh, and I wasn't. Um, and then on the bike, uh, you know, to be honest, I tried to, I tried to drop Sebi um, at the start, and I really wanted to get to Jan and the guys before he could, um, but. Uh, that wasn't to be. Um, he and uh, he and Big Bad Boris um, yeah, charged on up behind me and uh, yeah, and parked themselves there. Boris came past a couple of times <laughs> and he did these ridiculous like 10 second, 500 <laughs> watt efforts and then would slow down and sit up. And I wrote, I said, mate, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm, I'm playing. I said, well, the, the race the race is leaving, so we got to go, you know? And um, yeah, so congrats to him for being such a douchebag. Um, <laughs> but uh, from there, you know, I was obviously happy on the front. Uh, Sebi did. You know, at the turnaround, I, I saw the guys, you know, they still had a good gap and we'd been riding hard and we hadn't reduced it much. So I, at that point, realised, well, 
you know, it's not going to be like it's been for me here before. Um, uh, you know, everyone's just up their game and, and taken that away from me. So I, I just didn't have the, the legs to, to get up there, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, when Sebi came past and, um, you know, uh, did a little bit of a turn, um, that was really nice of him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, that also wasn't appreciated, but certainly appreciated more than Boris. Um, so, so that was that was really nice. Uh, but yeah, I just kept looking back because I was working pretty hard. Like I have to emphasise that, and and just to con you know congratulate Jan on how he delivered everything today, and that's how it should be, of course. Um, and uh, I just kept saying to myself when the group was so big, and it's normally not like that for so long. You know, if it's hurt, as a famous man once said, if it's hurting me, it's got to be killing them. <laughs> but I found out the hard way, it doesn't really work when the guy that actually said that is the one behind you. Uh, so I found that out that pretty... Was a long time ago, yeah, before you actually... Even raced, yeah, before I even started the sport. So, um, But I listened, you know, I, I do listen to you guys. Um, and uh, very selective. But I, yeah. And also comment. And comment, yeah. But um, on to the run and, um, yeah, of course, uh, Alistair. I was nice to be able to just do a bit, but it just shows how, how similar Jan and I are. Like, I was able to get a little gap from my little group um, into transition, uh, give me a bit of breathing space. Took my time in transition as well. Um, put some sunscreen on and, uh, you know, put my watch on properly and did all those things. So that was nice. and. Got on the run in third and uh, still had these guys behind me and I knew Alistair would, you know, go for it and try and run past and he looks like twinkle toes, like he just parades along like a gazelle, it's, uh, it's amazing but I also knew I'd see him again. Um, so, you know, which was it's interesting because it probably shows the confidence I've now got in my run that the Olymp double Olympic champion can go past you and I was like, no, I got you buddy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to stay there long, and uh, and then of course Sebi came past with his um, with a. It, I thought Sebi had a horrible limp, but it was just that Lionel was so far up his backside that uh, that was so close, and uh, I realised it was actually Lionel that snuck through there too. And uh, same thing, I thought Lionel, if you're limping now, I'm going to see you again too. And um, yeah, just stayed calm. Um, I you said the Hellraiser told you. I actually said when I saw you on Ali Drive that break the record. Yeah, that was, I, that was what I was yelling at you. I've learned over the last two things, yeah. uh, two years, to just not listen to you. <laughs> take it on. But everyone is well advised in the pro field to not listen or take it too, or take it too serious. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've only got seven minutes left, so we'll leave oh, it there. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that was, that, was, that, was, that was pretty much that. We've got nothing to say. As I, was, as I guessed, um, yeah, I saw Ali and Lionel again out on the Queen K and uh, went past them like they were standing still. That felt so good. Um, for a brief moment, I thought I could win. Um, but uh, then we got in the Energy Lab, of course, and, and then saw the Hoff the Hoff coming and um, he looked like every bit the Hoff. He was hammering and uh, yeah, he sucked my hat off with about five or six K to go off the head when he went past. Get that back later. And um, yeah, and then yeah, it was just uh, Joe Skipper was also coming. So I was glad, you know, that I had to fight for fifth because I really did, you know, that last few K was, um, 
was was tough. So I'm really proud to be up here. It's a real honour, and um, especially to share it with with these particular guys. Um, yeah, it's it's really really special. So thanks. Thanks, Cam. Mm. Give them a big round of applause for our top five. <laughs> Obviously, uh, the uh, the fastest swim today went out to Josh Amberger. Uh, the fastest bike went out to uh, Cameron Worth today and uh, Jan Fredino brought it home. Really did today in a 2.42.43, but he was only 25 seconds in front of the Hoff, so well done to Ben Hoffman. Now it's time to open up the floor to our uh, media guests and uh, first question right here. Most probably will be, but yeah. Uh, Swim, bike, and run a lot quicker than I did today, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the swim is obviously the the crucial one, especially now that these guys are you know so much stronger across the board. To go to the Olympics. Yeah, well, yeah. That's I'm actually make it official, man. Yeah, so I'm actually racing a World Cup in four weeks. So uh, I've decided to set myself the target of trying to qualify for the Olympics um, to make me improve my swim. Um, well aware of the prospect that it's probably very very far-fetched uh, attempt but I know that it's something that I want really badly so I know I'm going to work really hard on my swim and um, and try and put myself in the game because you you just can't give give these guys any rope um, you just can't and uh, I'm sure they'll up their game again um, but um, you know I'm really one thing I'm really proud of is the last few years the race has just got faster and faster since I turned up so um, <laughs> I hope it's because these guys love kicking my ass. Uh, I don't care what it is. As long as the sport benefits from it and um, we see a race like we did today each year, then uh, that's great. Cameron's also represented his uh, country, Australia, at the Olympic Games in rowing. Question over here. I didn't have any issues with the motorcycles at all today. Um, I mean, it just happens. We go to cities, we go to big venues. There are a lot of people out on the course. Um, when laps, when there, when there are laps on the bike, um, it just becomes crowded, and it's it's just a part of bike racing. Um, and I think you know, generally, being European, I'm obviously not a big fan of Harley Davidsons being on there, just because I just can't get out of the way and they're that big. But um, all jokes aside, I, I honestly, I can't criticize these guys. They come out here, they do a great job. It's not intentional and it's just going to happen when, when people are on their limit. I mean, they too are sitting on the bike for four, four and a half hours trying to concentrate, um, doing the best job they can. Um, Quite frankly, sometimes shit just happens. Um, today, I ran into a volunteer, and she certainly had no intentions of that. And it's just, I mean, it, it's becoming a big sport. And 2,500 people out there, um, and and you're gonna have small incidents like this. Um, I, I, but I don't feel that safety is an issue. Next, uh, next question, right here in the front.
Minus one. So let's just uh, <laughs> recap. Yeah, let's just recap. Last year it was I, a benign, I, uh, benign <laughs> year. There was no wind. Uh, it was a record-setting year. This year we had 22 knot winds at uh, Harvey, going up from Kawaihai all the way up to Harvey. There was 22 knot winds out of the east, which is the leeward side of the island. The guys had a fairly hefty uh, sort of crosswind on the way back down. It was a very tough uh, bike ride at the far end of the course. Guys, yeah. agreed. Yeah, that was really it. The, the, the only difference this year was um, the, the part up to Howie from when you turn at the petrol station there. That out and back. That would be the gas station. The gas <laughs> station, sorry. Um, the servo. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was just quite a lot harder and that, that certainly made the race much more difficult than last year. Okay, Brad? Question uh, directed at Jan Fredino, if you didn't hear, it was, uh, did you ever doubt getting back to this point? Um, you, you know, the thing is, our sport gets so judged on this race, um, and you can have a fantastic year, and if you don't do well at this year or at this race or something happens, then, you know, there's, there's instantly, uh, you've had a bad season. I feel that, um, yeah, I've, I've really... I'd be lying to say I didn't have doubts. I mean, I, I have doubts every day about all kinds of things, but I think that's part of the dialogue within yourself of trying to figure out, you know, are you being reasonable, are you not being reasonable? Of course it's a gamble. And I think the biggest thing I realize is that you just need a good serving of luck sometimes. Like, it's just, it's got to come together. And um, I, I love my kids to, uh, to bits, but, you know, they bring different obligations and they bring a different routine and you're know, used to think that you're a professional when you can have three naps in the day and you go out and everything's prepared and you're only having you know, the best food. And, and these days I find that the more relaxed attitude and the not really thinking about everything too hard really helped me to get to this point to just chill out and, and try and do the best every day. Yeah, I mean, it was just because of the whole day. You know, you can't really beat a sprint finish in terms of finish line and emotions. Um, that's that's one thing. But I have to say that um, in terms of the whole the whole day, the whole race, that's yeah, probably the one I'd pick. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got time for a couple of more questions before we have to reset for our women's uh, press conference. And then also, you are available to uh, you know come forward in the next 10 minutes or so to have one-on-ones, but we have to reset by 6.55 to get ready for our women's press conference. Over the back. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, you know, it'll make me rethink about, you know, my race schedule for next year and then and then how we train, too. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in hitting numbers and training and always wanting to have bigger, better workouts. Um, but I think, yeah, there's something to be said for having that freshness because this race is very mental. And I think having that freshness really helps you kind of stay focused on the race and and not give up, really. Last question over here. 
most definitely not. Um, <laughs> it's a great panel. I mean, what do you? What more do you want? No, in 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 all seriousness, I mean, I was a little bit bummed when I saw when I saw him pull out. Um, um, simply, I don't know. So, so, Jan, let's just go back a little bit. You didn't actually see him pull out. When did you find out that he pulled out? Um, yeah, so I got the split and someone said it was... Yeah, Jimmy Ricciatello came up and he was like three over three minutes. And then he came back five minutes later and he's like over ten minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's going down quick. But um, maybe it's just... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a personal decision to pull out and and it's probably not my favorite decision and it's always nice when you when you stand and, and, and you know take the punch but um yeah his personal decision but um yeah i'm a happy guy like i honestly don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen would you give him a big round of applause our top five once again we've got another 10 minutes before we have to uh clear our gentlemen out of the room. We'll reset for our women's press conference coming up. We thank you for attendance and do not forget about our women coming up at 7 p.m. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, well, you must admit, it really was a great day for Ironman. Um, you know, we called a, a very good men's race, and the women's race did not disappoint. As a matter of fact, it was absolutely fantastic to watch. So many different dynamics out there today. It was uh, an early start for Lucy uh, Charles Barclay, and Lauren Brandon got out to a fantastic swim. Uh, it was an amazing day. Lucy Charles Barclay was out there in front all day, Lauren falling off the pace a little bit, but then it was Annie Haug. She really pressed the pace going up from Kauai High to Harvey. She was amazing, and then it was Daniela Blamel from Germany, another one of our strong Germans, and Laura Phillip that really pushed the second half of the bike ride with Sarah Crowley. Sarah was amazing today. She was right up there. She was in the mix in the swim. She was in the mix of the bike, and sure, she was in the mix on the run, but it was... Uh, an incredible finish by Annie Haug. She situated herself really perfectly today and executed the perfect race. You know, she was strong. She's an Olympian, and now we can call her the Vega Ironman World Champion. Why don't you give it up for Annie Haug? Fastest swim of the day, 49.02 from Lucy Charles, was incredible. Uh, Daniela Blamel was our fastest on the bike today with a 4.45.08. But it was Annie Haug that finished it off today with a 2.51. She was surprised that it was a 2.51. We weren't. We were not surprised at all. Last year, she ran a 2.55, and that was amazing for third place. And uh, we know how it goes in Kona. You get that third, you get the second, you go into first place. And that's the sort of the trend that we, uh, we watch. Anyway, Annie, why don't you grab the microphone today and uh, give us a, a little bit of a synopsis on your race. 
Yeah, I mean, it started pretty well for me. I mean, it was my dream to be in the first pack in the swim because it gives you like other options than, um, yeah, if you can just react to a race. So if you're in the mix uh, straight from the beginning on, it gives you a m bit more tactical um, options. And so the swim was definitely um, the basic of, of, of the win today. Uh, on the bike, um, yeah, I was, uh, after Harvey, I was kind of struggling a bit and I have to push again and it was a bit of an up and down, so I thought, oh, oh the run, maybe it's going to be a tough one. But um, from the first K on, I felt pretty good and I found my rhythm quite quick. So, um, but with the background of not running for five months or six months, to be honest, <laughs> I wasn't sure about if I can hold it together. So I tried to really stay focused, don't make any mistakes, take every aid station and just be smart. I was not racing Lucy, obviously. I tried to um, like give the very best I could. And if I'm lucky enough, uh, I can pull out a good race, a uh, good marathon, and I was really surprised about my 2:51. So, uh, I mean, if someone had told me beforehand, I would just take it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. I would take <laughs> it uh, in an instant. Uh, it's probably uh, the second fastest woman runner in the Ironman World Triathlon Championship outside of Marinda Carfrey. Well done on your first Ironman victory here at the World Championship, <laughs> Lucy. Um, an amazing day. I uh, had everything. Another fast uh, time on the uh, swim there today. Um, no, you know, there's no news to us. You're an incredible swimmer. But out on the bike, you did your thing. You got out there, you got into a good rhythm. Uh, and you brought it home really well today. You actually lost a little bit of time in the middle there, but you gained a little bit of time going back. Eight minutes and eight seconds heading out on the run over Annie. And then it, um, you know, sort of got out of the highway. Annie overtook, but uh, Sarah Crowley was pressing the pace as well. Got in front of you, but uh, somehow you dug yourself out of that hole back into second place. Let's have a little listen to what you had to say about your day. Uh, yeah, the, the swim started pretty well. It was probably business as usual, and I just wanted to swim strong but not put too much effort into the swim. So I tried to not be too frantic in the swim and actually um, just have a more controlled swim. It was actually pretty choppy out there, so um, it made for quite a tough swim. But I just wanted to get as much time as possible and then get out onto the bike and have a good ride. And I felt really good on the bike, I felt really strong and I knew that I wanted to push on the second half because I've got overtaken there the last two years so um, I kind of made sure that I pushed the pace for the last 40k of the bike to make sure I was first into T2 and then um, onto the run my legs started cramping at 1k so I was like oh I don't know how this is going to go and I managed to get my nutrition back in and the cramp started to go away a little bit and then it came back and um, I just had to ignore it and, and keep pushing and obviously I know how strong a runner Annie is so I was <laughs> running scared and, and trying not to look back and um, I could hear the gaps coming down and I knew <laughs> I was pretty sure I was going to get caught but um, I just wanted to hang on and stay strong and then I could see Sarah running super strong behind me and I didn't want to look back again and then Sarah made the pass and I think it wasn't until like 23 miles out on the run, Reese was there and he was like, you have to push now if you want to get second. Um, and I really did. I, I tried to push back and it was really, really tough. I think it was about with 2K to go. I just decided to just go all in and, and see what happens. And um, I managed to get the second today. It did end up putting me in the medical tent. So I blame Reese for that. Thanks, Reese. <laughs> 
Um, Reese did promise that um, if I won, we could get two dogs. But if I came second, we could get one dog. If we came third, no dog. So <laughs> it was all for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we see how they're building their family uh, in their early marriage. But uh, anyway, Lucy, congratulations on a courageous race. We're very happy to uh, witness uh, how it all unfolded. All right, we're going to go over to third place, Sarah Crowley. Sarah, an amazing race today. We knew you were in great shape coming in. You spoke well all week. You looked like you were very relaxed. Let's go through your day. <clears throat> yeah, so I think um, I think it was great to be in that group as well on the swim. I think you have to be now. It's like uh, the level's so high that you can't have a weakness really at anything. And it's just incredible that Lucy's still got such a massive gap on us. <clears throat> even though that group was still going okay. Um, it was difficult because it was choppy. Um, yeah, and then I guess onto the bike, I kind of pushed through transition quite quickly because it's, it's really hectic in that first 10Ks on the, on the bike and things shake out a little bit and we sort of lost a few people and things settled down for a while until, yeah, uh, I think sort of Harvey and then a few people joined. Um, yeah, but it was really, it wasn't an easy ride. Like, it, it, it was um, a lot more difficult than last year. And I, I think it's impressive how fast we all rode, given that there was a lot of wind, even outbound. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I personally took a few risks on some of the descents, and it was quite windy and, and a little bit scary. So, um, yeah, I was pretty pleased when I when I got off the bike. And I, I just kept concentrating on the things that my coach had given me uh, before the race. And a lot of that was just to focus on things that I can do. So for me, when I got onto the run, I just really focused hard on uh, maintaining my cadence and uh, staying quite relaxed and, you know, let what's happening just sort of have kind of blinkers and let what's happening happen. Um, I was sort of surprised to see Lucy when I did, but, you know, I thought, well, oh, well this is a shot at this. So I gave it a go. Um, I'm glad I can contribute to a dog because I have two and <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to know that you'll be getting one. Um, yeah, I love my dog, so you, um, hopefully you will as well. But um, <laughs> Reese, just give her two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look. Um, you yeah. know he will. <laughs> when when we go, it's always great to just be able to get into a battle. I mean, that's why we do this sport, and I think it's yeah. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of it, and. Um, anything can really happen out there. And uh, for me, I just lost my legs for about 100 metres. You know, I'd pushed all day and it would have been the difference between probably walking and slowing down and I had to make that choice. And, you know, (laughs) I think probably going down Polani, people probably saw me crying. Um, I was in... It was hurting me a lot and, uh, yeah, it would have been good to have a camcorder underneath me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, look, I made it in the end. I didn't trip over or anything and um, I'm very pleased with today. I couldn't have given any more... Um, there's always things to work on and we can come back next year and uh yeah it'd be great to have similar battles with with everyone and i also want to say good on you to uh to laura because that's pretty amazing to get you know fourth place in your first first crack so yeah and it's good to see her at the back too <laughs> but yeah well done annie and lucy as well thanks thank you very much sarah Always a, uh, always a great sportsman, uh, you know, uh, Sarah is. And uh, also she's uh, no uh, millennial when she talks like uh, carrying a camcorder around her neck. It's usually like a, a GoPro or an iPhone 11. Yeah, on a video. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we see where you're going with that, Sarah. Anyway, Laura, great to have you with us this year. We know that, uh, you know, last year you had to pull out at the last minute, but today... 
was a great rookie performance. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's go through your day. Yeah, well, um, I was not in the front group <laughs> at, in the swim, so um, yeah, so I had actually only one choice to push hard on the bike if I want to make a move. And um, yeah, I worked pretty well together with Daniela Bleimel, my teammate, and that was uh, a lot of fun, but uh, also painful. <laughs> but we were able to yeah catch uh, yeah catch up um, pretty good and. Um, that uh, yeah brought me into the position that I was able to um, come off the bike in fourth, I think, and then I stayed in fourth <laughs> for the whole marathon. But um, yeah, it was really tough for me to run um, the marathon because I was just running for five weeks after injury, and um, I had only one longer run, and I was really scared of you know, hitting 20k mark, hitting 30k mark, but um, yeah, so that that's why I'm really proud that I made it, um, that I kept my position and um, yeah, just gave my debut here and um, it's an amazing race, it's really tough, um, but for sure, you know, being so close to the podium, I really want to come back next year and um, give it another try. Absolutely. We'd be absolutely delighted to see you do that. She <laughs> rode a 4.45 today, so that was an amazing time out there. Just a few seconds in front of your teammate, uh, Daniela Blamel. So well done to Laura Phillip in fourth place. Thank you. In fifth today, we welcome back to the podium the top five here, Heather Jackson. It's always great to see you. This lovely woman over here said, I just can't believe that you smile all the time. <laughs> It's genuinely because Heather Jackson's just a great person and just, um, you know, just happy all the time. And uh, Heather, just go through your race today. I know you, you know, we can remind everyone that you come from a different background, come from an ice hockey background into uh, triathlon, into Ironman triathlon, and uh, you're back on the podium again this year. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm just stoked to be back here after a rough one last year, um, for sure. It's just, you have a rough day and you obviously just have... I was carrying a lot of doubt, just was that it? Did I get lucky for three years? So just to be able, I just wanted to come here and execute my race. Um, yeah, I was with Laura on the, the swim, not these front <laughs> front swimmers, but I'm glad to hear that they thought it was choppy because I thought it was very choppy. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I just, um, for me it was more, yeah, just race my race out there, just work my way through the bike. Um, I was actually behind Laura at one point and they took off and I was like, you either go with them now, which I made that mistake last year um, when Daniela got out with us. So I was like, nope, stick to your plan, um, race your race. So they got away. Um, I just kind of worked my way through. I was alone. I was with Kim, um, Kim Morrison, sorry, thanks, for quite a bit. Strong, strong cyclist. That was great all the way up towards Javi. And then I was basically alone the rest back. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good for me just to stick to my plan. Same on the run. So yeah, I'm just stoked to be back here. And a huge congrats to these girls. And congrats, Lucy, Sarah, Laura, amazing job. And yeah, just such a great race. And, and glad to be able to rub the US again here, top five. <laughs> Heather was amazing today, you know, she was a minute and a half down after the swim, um, you know, and just followed uh, Laura and uh, Daniela by about a minute and a half all day. Those two, which are the fastest two bikers in the field today, that's an amazing Heather. Great result, well done. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your time to ask our top five the questions to our leading five females at this year's Vega World Championship, so ask away. Let's go. Timmy, where you go? Anna, fantastic race. 
feet are off the ground. Looks like a chicken farm. So that's good. Um, so what, uh, what was the long period in which you could not run? What injury did you sustain? And when was that? Um, it started, to be honest, after um, the race last year. I took a decent season break and then I had a few offers from um, shoe sponsors and I tried new shoes and then all of a sudden I got a little bit of nickel on my plantar fascia but I didn't really spend much attention to that. So I trained through the whole winter and I was a long time uh, home and not with my physio obviously and a lot in trainings camp and not having treatment and then it built it up get better uh, get worse and worse and the worst point was after the 713 um, in Dubai so I had to go to MRI and there was a big tear in my plantar fascia so I had to rest and one week I was back in training I got a stress fracture in my tibia and that was another seven weeks or even more and then I started um, four weeks before Ironman Copenhagen. So, like Laura said, I just did one long run as well. While <laughs> preparing for this race, yeah, I did one uh, 35k run. And um, yeah, but I, like I said in interviews before, I think if you have a, like a good running style, maybe you can cope with good fitness because it's not like ITU race pace. It's more like a strong, endurance, efficient run. And I think I can get away on a marathon, but I definitely w wasn't in the shape to go for the 70.3 um, worlds because I'm just missing the, the hard um, intensity runs. So I think it was a good choice. And yeah, I was back in training now since maybe, yeah, end of July. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know, to be honest. I mean, I, I tried my best today and hope for the best. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you don't do it in training, you know. You always stand on the start line and you're not sure about it because you you don't like, yeah, you don't run a marathon training, obviously. <laughs> I have just run a 35K um, run. So it's always a bit of a gamble and you hope for the best. But I felt strong and... Um, I always remember my long runs from the years before and um, yeah, I was lucky today that I come through. Obviously, it was not the best preparation, but it was enough <laughs> for today. Yeah, I mean, ITU is such a fantastic um, format and, and yeah, but I, I felt that my time was coming because, I mean, I was simply not strong enough in the swim anymore with all the Americans coming in. So the quality of the swim is, was just so amazing. And if you're not in the first pack, you won't make it anymore. And the um, the bike courses are just flat now. And it, my, when I was good in ITU, it was always like Madrid or Beijing or all these tough races where I can make myself in the first pack and yeah then I had to make this decision to move on and try uh, give it a shot on the long course and uh, I mean 
I think my decision was right, and um, but I would never miss my ITU times. It was a fantastic time, and I always watching as I'm still living at the Olympic Training Center and train with all these ITU guys and see what what good quality we have now in Germany, and it's just fantastic to watch. And I'm my heart is always in the ITU still. Until today. <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of, w I just talked to Wadi briefly, but I, we were s trying to stick to a pace, uh, before getting up onto the Queen K. So I was pretty conservative at the start and I think I got off not too far back from the, gr there was a group of them. Um, so maybe I could have pushed it a bit more there, but I was like, make, it should feel easy till you get up Polani. feel easy to, cause I always go out way too hard and then blow at the end. So my goal was to finish strong and not do that. So I was very conservative on Ali and then got up to the Queen K and then, yeah, the heat out there. I mean, you always want to obviously negative split or try to come home strong and it's every year, it's just that energy lab is <laughs> stagnant and hot and yeah, it was, uh, and windy, headwind back. Um, but then, so yeah, there were a few patches out there. Um, but at the end, uh, with about four miles to go, Kaiza was closing fast. So um, yeah, it was coming down. It was like 50 seconds, 45 seconds. So it was, uh, yeah, I had to push there. So that was kind of the, you push now if you want to stay here or, so that was kind of, yeah. Again, I miss every year. I'm like, I want to enjoy the, the finish shoot. Like, cause I've never, I'm always running through scared. So it happened again, but <laughs> <laughs> she was coming. Kaisa, I believe it's, it was her last race. I talked to her after. So huge congrats to her. Her and I have battled here the last four years, just always around each other. So yeah, that was, it was cool to, to be near her again. Yeah, Kaiser was uh, 49 seconds behind Heather at the end there in sixth place uh, for her last race. But Heather was, um, she was actually with Laura Phillip and uh, Blamel coming out of the swim, but uh, made that choice. And you know how it goes when you run your own race in Kona. So well done, Heather. Okay, next question. Over the back to Bob Babbitt. Uh, I don't know. I will see it when I come back home on Wednesday. So <laughs> I hope my manager will, will puff up all the <laughs> things right now. So um, yeah, I don't know what's happening, to be honest. I don't hope it changed too much because I love my life how it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better get uh, ready for a bit of a change in your life because uh, with Jan Fredino and uh, Annie Haug as uh, double German champions, it's going to get a little crazy for you. <laughs> Next question, please. Right here in the front. Um, the thing I worked on the most was definitely the run in the off season. So um, I don't actually think my run today reflected that um, what I've been doing, but. I kind of made the decision today to roll the dice and, and see what happens coming second the last two years. I just wanted to give it a shot today and went all in on the bike and knew I needed to get as much gap as possible. And that probably played quite a big part in my run time today. But um, yeah, I'm still super happy that we, we took the time to focus on that. And I didn't actually expect to bike our bike today, but I guess we had actually done a lot of biking as well. But my focus had been more on the run. Over here. Uh, yeah, 
Let's, uh, let's have a couple. We don't have time for everyone to comment on this, but let's have a couple, please. <laughs> National uh, Day of the Girl. Sarah? I think uh, to try and do uh, what you're passionate about, because if you can line up what you're good at with what you're passionate about, then it's really easy to make choices and to get the best out of yourself. I think uh, this certainly is true in every part of life, so including... <laughs> anything you're interested in or work as well it's uh yeah i think that's for everyone <laughs> um laura i would like to ask you to uh elaborate on that if you could uh say um, what inspires you and uh, how can you motivate other young women in sport well i started with the sport very late like i started with i think i was already 25 so um, maybe this is also like a message uh, for maybe not the very young girls, but also for older. Just, you know, it's never too late to start with something new and discover something new. And I've never thought I would be good at this. And um, yeah, so just try out new stuff. Yep, thank you very much. It's a great question. And uh, also Ironman and Ironman Foundation support October. It is Breast, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So thank you very much for a great question. We've got time for two more questions, ladies and gentlemen. Who's it going to be? All right, at this stage, uh, we have no more. No, one more question in the front. Um, do you think you can go even faster? Okay, so uh, let's specifically uh, point someone out here. Uh, I think I run pretty consistent, so I think um, that's what you can do. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if I had to battle against someone at the end, So, but I was pretty happy with my run and I wasn't expecting that time, so I don't think I could have gone faster. I don't know. <laughs> it's always, um, yeah, it's different if you have to battle someone, but maybe you blew up, so... So I had a very consistent run, and maybe that was for a good time. So you never know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see about that one because uh, over the years we've had some incredible champions like Laurie Bowden, Heather Fuhr, and then lowering the times down to Marinda Carfrey with a 250 and now Annie with a 251. Who will be the first woman to break 250? We'll just have to wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, would you give them a big round of applause for our top five? Fifth place, Heather Jackson, Laura Phillip. We'd also like to say congratulations to Sarah Crowley, Lucy Charles, and give it up for the 2019 Vega Ironman World Champion, Annie Howe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please come forward. One-on-ones will be available. We don't have the room uh, all night, but uh, please respect their time. Thank you. All right.